Welcome to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. If you're ready for inspiration and tips to improve your life, hear what some of the fascinating minds of today have to say. Our hope is that you'll live your passion and inspire the world. And now, here is your host, Allison H. Larson. Good morning and welcome to our Spotlight Show today. Uh, Co-hosting here in studio with me is the fabulous Rochelle Rodriguez. Hello, glad to have you here. Thank you. All the nice way, to be here. All the way in Phoenix here from uh, Tempe. Is that where you're living right now? Mesa. Oh, Mesa. All the way from Mesa, Arizona here to uh, Phoenix. We'll have special guest Lori Richens calling in in a bit. So today's show, um, I'm a little bit scared about. I'm excited, but a little yes. bit nervous too, because um, what I really felt impressed that this show needed to be was a show where um, I just took off my mask and just kind of showed you who I was. A lot of the times I'm on the other side of the interview chair, meaning I'm the one that's doing the interviewing. I'm the one spotlighting people. And uh, I went to a great event last week called Live Big. And at this event, we were talking about taking off our masks. And I'll talk a little bit about that and the importance of that. But uh, so I just really wanted to have a show today where I could open up about some of the shifts that I've gone through in my life and how I was able to get through those and open it up for questions from our our Facebook live audience. Uh, If anybody has any questions or comments and um, Rochelle's here of course adding her wisdom and support here on the show so Rochelle I wanted to tell you about uh, I know you weren't able to make it but there was this live big event in Salt Lake last week and there was this profound moment there Uh, of course uh, Gerald Rogers was running the event and he was up there on stage and he was teaching about these masks that we wear Mm -hmm. and about really loving ourselves and it was really profound to me because I've always struggled in my life with feeling like if people really knew who I was, they wouldn't love me. Mm. And what I realized is that was because I was wearing a mask. I felt like if I was a certain way that people would love who I was, and if I wasn't that way, that they wouldn't love me. Um, so I don't know if you ever felt that way before. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Right? We feel like it's not good enough. Yeah. We really are. But we're really closing our true self off, and we're pretty much shutting the, go- the door on God and telling him, you know, you made something that's not supposed to be this way, so yeah. I'm going to try to be something else. Yeah. So yeah. we're closing that. And that's a really good point, too, mm-hmm. because we're shutting the door for God to love us. We're shutting the door right. for other people to love us. And here's what I realized is that when we're wearing this mask, when we have this, uh, when we have these thoughts uh, that we aren't good enough the way we are, if people really knew who we were, and so we decide to be a certain way or present ourselves a certain way, and we're afraid to show who we truly are, then when people love us, we don't even really feel like they're loving us. Right, like who who are we really? Yeah. Who are we being right now in this moment? We feel like they're and loving then, the mask. Right, the mask. So uh, so it's about being able to take off that mask and let people know that we are imperfect, mm-hmm. that, that there are trials or struggles that we go through, and then allowing people to love those parts of us. And maybe some people won't. Maybe there will be some people that when we take off our masks and show who we truly are, uh, they won't accept us or they won't love us. But those aren't the people that we want in our life anyway, exactly. right? Not in our corner. Just being vulnerable. I think that's a great topic for my podcast coming up. Oh, yeah, totally. Strong in that, who you are, and standing in in the light, 
always carrying yourself that way. And you bring up so a really important. good, you, br- you brought up a really good point too, because when we wear these masks or when we try and present ourselves a certain way, then not only when people love us, we're wondering, well, are they really loving me or do they just love yeah. the fake me? But also we are cutting off that a love of God mm-hmm. too, because like you said, he created us this way. And so we're saying, hey, how you created me is not good enough. So we're right. And we keep looking at over there like, oh, Allison's just perfect. And maybe I should be more like her. No, God didn't make me like you, right? So I think it's really important to recognize that. Yeah, I think so too. And it was really interesting because at this event where I was, I was having a conversation with somebody and um, and it was really interesting. I, I like to ask these questions. You know, I'm an interviewer. So I asked him, I said, what's the one thing that you've learned this year that you would pass along to people? And he said mm-hmm. something. And he, then he said, Allison, what's the one thing you've learned? And I said, well, what I've learned is that unless I love myself, I really can't feel that love from other people or from God. And that was a really profound uh, thing for him to hear. So I just wanted to talk about on the show today some of the the, the ways or the things that I've struggled with in my life, um, some of the shifts I had. And my hope is that people that are listening um, will learn maybe a little bit from my counsel or, mm-hmm. or maybe you just won't feel as alone because right. I think that that's a big problem and, and I'd love to hear you if there's any advice that you have or any ways that you've uh, struggled in the past but um, as you know one of the things that I'll be really raw and open about is I recently went through a divorce. I was married for 20 years and have four beautiful children and don't regret a moment of, of being married or the beautiful memories and experiences and children we have but at the end of the marriage one of the things that I realized that really affected my relationship with him was that I was wearing a mask a lot of my life Uh and I had grown up my dad's a newscaster and I loved that it was so fun he got so many perks and I got to go into the station and there were so many things Um, but I kind of had this feeling all growing up like people were watching me because everywhere I went with my dad you know they were watching and I wanted to be on my best behavior so that uh, they thought he was a good person like if he had you know well-behaved kids then they must think you know he's a good person I don't know Mm. why I thought that but so I kind of got this idea growing up that I had to be a certain way or present myself a certain way and um, that rolled over into my marriage and I remember you know during this 20-year marriage there would be times where my husband would be out working and he would come home and I would be napping and I'd hear the door open I remember I would have to jump up because I thought I can't let him know that I'm napping he'll think I'm lazy I, I need to get up and pretend like I'm doing something and that was just one example but even with my my marriage, the person that should know you the most, I still had this mask. I still had this idea, this fear that I, you know, if I wasn't a certain way that he wouldn't love me. Mm -hmm. And I just want to take time. I want to really open it up for comments. And I want to have a discussion with those of you that are watching on Facebook Live. So, um, so there's a couple of comments here. Uh, Jim Parse is so good. Too many are hiding behind that mask because they are insecure. But under the mask, they can be great. And and that's what I really learned. I learned that when I took off my math, there, mask, there was this greatness, imperfections, but definitely a greatness too. Uh, David Fournier, even family members need to be recognized uh, for negative energies in your life. Mm. That's so true. Huh. So true. And then um, we have another comment here by, um, let's see, is it Valerie? 
hello ladies thanks for sharing your authenticity i would love to connect love to connect with you too so if you have any comments or thoughts during this or even if you have any questions um love to hear those uh throughout this this facebook live and this um radio show as well so so anyway uh, you know having that mask on really did affect my ability to have a good relationship um with with my ex-husband and even towards the end of the marriage there was so much feeling um on my part that i was disappointing him all the time that i always felt like i was pretending to be somebody that i wasn't because i thought well if i'm the true me then i'm just disappointing him um, but in the end what i realized is that if you are disappointing somebody if you are somebody that somebody else doesn't like if you have to wear a mask all the time yeah, that's not the kind of relationship you want right? right so um what are your thoughts on that rochelle definitely thank you for sharing your story um and i i knew that you had a long marriage i had a similar situation. I, if you would have asked me, you know, seven years ago, if I would be getting divorced seven years later, I'd say not in a million years. But I think that everything, you know, happens for a reason, and we grow through it. And sometimes we are meant to be with people, and then not for a lifetime, you know. And we we ebb and we flow in that, and we realize along the way, I think, who we really are. And just recognizing that, you know, that neither one of us could really be who we were together and, and, and after and discussions in that. So it's so important because we've, we just feel this insecurity. I know I have in myself and then looking on and, and thinking others are judging me, you know, always thinking that I wasn't good enough or, you know, that I have to be a certain way or yeah. I couldn't be silly like I wanted to be because that's not something you do around an executive, <laughs> yeah. you know, and that's kind of what my story was, who I married. And, and, um, and so it's so important not to be and realize that, okay, it's just, it's just not the right vibe. It's the negative. It's, it's not a positive vibe for me. It's not yeah. where I'm supposed to be headed, but it's such a great revelation for us because we can learn in that yeah. and realize, okay, all right, I bumped into a wall over here take what you can from it and then there's something better yeah right when well, you can learn and grow and i noticed tamra's joining us tamra i'd love for you to weigh in on this uh, tamra specializes in relationships katie drew says i think hiding behind masks can also be a result of society's expectations for what we perceive as expectations or what we perceive as expectations that can feel so out of reach so i agree with that mm -hmm. too and and i think okay so i i'm gonna i'm gonna go along with this um thought of expectations because I feel really passionate about this. Definitely. I truly believe the surest way to disappointment is to place expectations on other people. So mm -hmm. and and it's when we when we take on those expectations of other people that we end up putting those masks on. So there's kind of two parts of this. First right. of all, like if you're in a relationship with somebody, whether it be your kids or your spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend or friendship or business relationship or whatever, if you have an expectation of how someone's supposed to show up in that relationship, that's the surest way to disappointment. And what I've learned is that a lot of times we want people to love us on our terms. Mm -hmm. Like, I want you to love me a certain way. And if you don't show up and love me that certain way, that, then I don't feel loved. But what I've learned is that everybody has a different way 
of showing love. Like my mom, her, she is so great at showing love because by organizing everything and by cooking meals and by making sure people are like physically taken care of. That is one way that she is really great at taking care of people. Or, you know, you can think about your different children or you can think about spouses or you can think about different friends and they're really great at loving a certain way. But like uh, for me, if I had this expectation that I want my mom to love me by, you know, holding me and hugging me and stroking my hair, that's that's not how my mom shows her love for me. And so I can either choose to accept that love from her and say, wow, this is the way she's choosing to love me Mm -hmm. and she's doing it so well. Or I can say, oh, poor me, you know, my mom's not an affectionate person or, you know, and that's just that's just an example. And that's such a good point, because that reminds me of the five love languages that we all have one of them, right, our need to feel loved or, I mean, affection. Yeah, physical time, affection. Right, mm-hmm. uh, acts of service, and it sounds yeah. like her mom. Maybe that's something that's important to her, so right. she's giving that to you, but you feel love a different way. So yeah. it is important to to recognize that, you know, the different loves. But then if you're in a deeper relationship with someone, maybe go into that book and find out what is your love language. How can I... You know, share, yeah, show up for you. And that's a really good point, too. In a long time, what I found in my life was I'm so good about saying the things that other people want to hear. I'm so good at being the person that I think other people want me to be that a lot of the times when people would try and express their love, well, Allison, what do you want for your birthday? And if it was somebody that I knew loved to cook, I'd say, well, make me a cake. Or, you know, Allison, what do you want for your birthday? If it's somebody who I knew loved gifts, I'd say, give me a gift. But when I finally took off my mask, I became unafraid to ask for what I really wanted. And I had such a beautiful experience um, this past birthday. And I know we've got some comments. I want to get to those in just a minute, too. But this past birthday, um, I, I'm, I'm dating someone. And he asked, he said, well, what do you want for your birthday? Mm-hmm. And I, I said, you know, I want to spend some time with you. I want to go to the park and read a book with you. <laughs> He's like, dorky things. When I thought about right? what I really wanted, like, those are the things yeah. I want. I want to go on a high. I wanted to go to the park and read a book. Those are the things that I wanted to do. And what was so great was he was so good at listening to me and gave me like everything that I asked for for my birthday. And I felt so loved. And part of that was just allowing myself to take off the mask and say what I really want and allow myself to feel that love. And part of it was him showing up. And so when we're thinking of these expectations, too, it's also important, I think, when we take off our mask, part of that is is asking for what you want. But part of that is also respecting other other people and allowing them the space to be able to take off their masks and to ask for what they want and to show up in that way and not show up in the way that we think mm-hmm. we should show up for them right but show up in the way that they really want us to show up for them That's so important and then people think you're fake too and they can't trust you because they don't really know the real you yeah. because you're not genuine and showing up the way you're supposed to. Oh, absolutely. Um, Jim had this comment. The only one, um, he said, the one thing about social media, many are afraid of negative comments or even not getting views or likes. I know I'm, I'm guilty of that before. The reality is we need to ignore that negativity and believe in yourself. If you can impact one life that day, you have done your job. Uh, Rochelle and Allison are impacting life today. Thank you so much, Jim. I really wow. appreciate that Love comment. And um, speaking of words of 
of affirmations. Um, you know, my love language, speaking of love languages, my love language is guess which one? <laughs> I just said <laughs> word, words, words of affirmation. Oh, I'll, so, I'll make a note of that. <laughs> you can, and, and if you want to comment here on the Facebook Live that you're loving this, I totally no, accept that. <laughs> stop, 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 please, please, stop, stop. Um, but, yeah. you know, that's part of taking off your mask, too. And um, yeah. yeah, so, sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, no, something? I was just thinking the social media comment. And, mm -hmm. you know, I recently started doing some lives on social media, and I was getting so many comments of people just saying, wow, I didn't really this was the real you you know yeah. I just see you as this like per professional you know have it all together kind of girl but now you're just sharing light of you know who you are and what's going on in your yeah. life and the struggles you've had and and it was just it was like wow like I'm, I'm kind of inching out there I'm I'm getting a little bit real and people are are loving it yeah and so it feels nice it's like okay is this okay to be me? yeah I know, you know what I mean? <laughs> should you I do. take off more I know you're gonna, have to, you're gonna have to test the waters a little bit like okay it's being yeah. received but it's funny with social media too it's like almost sometimes when I plan something like mm. when I'm going to do a post or when I'm you know I'm going to do Facebook live and I'm planning it it seems like sometimes it feels inauthentic to me it mm. almost feels like I have that mask like I'm forcing it but sometimes it's just when I'm in the moment and I feel passionate about something and I'm following my intuition or spirit or God or what you know what universe whatever you yes. want to call it and I feel in that moment inspired to say something and just become raw and real that's when um, it has greatest impact and it doesn't even mean right. the most likes but that's when maybe I get a comment on Facebook saying wow you changed my life and it's been really interesting because as I've taken off my mask and I've gotten more raw and real on some of my posts um, I've had people I've had comments like that regularly messages mm -hmm. people saying thank you so much for sharing that that impacted or changed my life. I had a friend who I hadn't talked to in a long time and and um, had uh, made a, a post on Facebook and she said, Allison, you have no idea. I was in this place where I was like suicidal and mm -hmm. contemplating taking my own life and I read that and it gave me enough hope that I went into the doctor and I got on some antidepressants and I got the help I needed and, right. and um, I have several stories like that and it's amazing how when we're willing to open ourselves up, which is scary and vulnerable and hard, when we're yeah. willing to take off our mask and be like, hey guys, this is me, this is all of me how um, other people relate and feel like they aren't alone definitely so, I was talking about how I was having such a bad day and then I had people um, reaching out to me saying wow you know Rochelle you showed me that it's okay to have a bad day and move forward and I can still be successful you know I think that's really important what you said too about just when you feel in the moment and you're trusting that soul intuition yeah. right? and it's like this is what I'm posting instead of going should I is this picture better or is yeah. that one or, and, and then, it's not about the likes and then it's not about getting, you yeah, being you exactly not getting obsessed of like <laughs> oh well this post wasn't valuable because I didn't get over 100 oh, likes <laughs> so, who cares anyway I yeah. uh, really appreciate that so mm -hmm. we're going to go to commercial break now of course if you're on Facebook live you're going to be here still joining us when we come back more talk about taking your mask off we're going to invite uh, Lori Richens into this call and she of course runs our family first segment she has some great uh, information and things to say about that so don't go anywhere we'll be right back change starts here change starts now join us the voice america influencers channel 
It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Tuesday at noon Pacific time at 3 p.m. Eastern time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Are you ready to be fabulous? You know, science has proven that women thrive in a tribe together. And now we invite you to join two fierce females, otherwise known as Sheila and Sarah, as they help you take the journey from flat to fabulous. It's fun, terrific stories and wise insight every week. Take better control of your life. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time for Life from Flat to Fabulous on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Create happiness now. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Zofia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Zofia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Uh, Here is Allison H. Larson. (laughs) We're just having a dance break here. Party at the Allison H. Larson uh, Spotlight Show. And I have joining me today in studio, Rochelle Rodriguez. We've got Lori Richens on the phone. Today's topic, we're taking off our masks. So we've been talking this first segment about some of the struggles that um, Rochelle and I have had in our life by feeling um, this need for perfectionism or to wear a mask. And it can be kind of scary to take it off, but how when we do, we are authentic selves. That's when we truly step into alignment and can bless so many people's lives. And one of the things Rochelle and I have both been through are divorces. And, um, you know, I I attribute a lot of the problems in my marriage, 20-year marriage, which was great. It wasn't like a problem marriage until the end when it got kind of toxic. But but Mm. what led to that and some of the problems were my need to feel like I had to be perfect and was wearing this mask and couldn't really open up and feel like I could be my true authentic self. And that wasn't necessarily his fault it was mostly my choice to do that mm-hmm. and uh, that led to some inauthenticity inauthic- and some hardships and trials that led to a toxic relationship which led to a point w- which was beyond repair we couldn't we couldn't repair that it was time to to step away and and I wanted to bring Lori in because Lori is an expert on the family. Um, she, of course, is the mother of seven beautiful children has been married to her husband. How long have you been married to your husband now Lori? Brian? 34 years. 34 years. And she is really passionate about helping give people tools to be able to help their family relationships. And Lori comes from a background, um, quite quite a hard background, actually, uh, with her family. And um, Lori, I know there was even one point within your marriage and your family as a mother of all these children where you even were contemplating taking your own life and were able to get back in alignment. So I know you've, um, you've prepared something you felt inspired to share with us during this segment. And then after you share that, I love to continue to continue this conversation of how we can really take off our masks and um, be real and raw and authentic with our family. So Lori, take it away. 
great, and I love what you mentioned about the inspiration that's involved with some of these topics, because very clearly this morning, I actually had um, an idea come to me that I think fits perfectly with the message that you and Rochelle have been sharing. So we're going to be able to build on this conversation that um, I'm going to contribute to right now, and, and I'm sure it'll give us a chance to expand a little bit further on what I share. So I was recently uh, working with a client. I'm a personal and family empowerment coach, and I came from a history of my mom being um, married three different times. And so I understand uh, broken family structures, and I know how painful and difficult it can be on spouses and on children. And so I'm an advocate of the family, and I do whatever I can to help save families and help fortify that structure. And I was working with a client recently who was struggling in her relationship with her husband. She was struggling to connect. She was struggling to feel like she had, um, uh, you know, kind of the sweetness that a husband and wife relationship should should bear. So and, those expectations, so, uh, right? <laughs> we were talking yeah. about that earlier. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Well, we don't exactly. want toxicity, right? <laughs> Exactly. And it's not that it was toxic. That wasn't the case at all. There was just a disconnect. Mm -hmm. And that can start to happen over a period of time. And what I'm finding is a lot of people, you know, you hear about the seven-year itch, but I'm finding more like that 15, 20-year mark. Most of my clients, that's um, the period of time when they start coming in and they're really struggling. And that's when my husband and I went through some difficulties as well. So that seems to be kind of a really important season to make sure that families get shored up. But I, um, a good coach, a good coach is going to help their client to discover their own solution. Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes when I uh, work with a client, I'll share a story or two and then ask them what they learned from it. And so I'm going to share two quick stories and then I'm going to invite your audience, all the audience members to be contemplating whether story number one applies to them or story number two applies to them. Okay. So story number one, the um, people of South Africa have learned how to capture monkeys. What they discovered is if you take a pumpkin and bore a hole in the front of it, just large enough to reach your hand in, and then um, take out the innards and slip a banana in, if they would put the pumpkin in a certain location where the monkeys could smell the sweetness of the fruit, then the monkeys would come along, slip their hand in, grab the banana, and it's as if their brain would go into lock mode and they just simply did not know how to let go. Hmm. And so it was such a simple thing to do, just let go of the banana and pull out your arm, but the, the monkeys did not know how to do that. And so whatever amount of time it took, the people just knew to go to find the pumpkins and there would be the, the monkeys that they could capture. That is story number one. Story number two happens to have something to do with my sweet daughter, Lily. She is now 17, soon to be 17. And when she was a bit younger, we were in Oregon in a hotel. She's a a basketball athlete. And she had been a four-year state champion for um, this hoop shoot contest. And she was now in a Northwest Regional competition. This was a really significant event because if she won this competition and the next, her name would be in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Ooh. So this is a pretty That's big nice. deal, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I played basketball so, in high school, so I know what big deal yeah. that is. So. Okay. You know what, yeah. That's a big deal. 
so here we were, my three younger children and my husband and I were staying in this hotel room in Portland, Oregon, and um, Lily was not feeling well, and she just kept coughing and coughing and coughing, and she wasn't sleeping, and this big competition was the next day. And so I laid in bed, and I prayed, and I said, Heavenly Father, is there something I can do to, to help Lily? And this thought came to me that was pretty simple, but very important, and it was this, go and get her something to eat. Hmm. And I had to think about this because I didn't have any food in the hotel room. And it's Portland, Oregon. We're in a hotel um, where I don't even know where our van is parked in the parking lot because my husband parked it last. It's raining outside and I'm going to be alone in the middle of the night in a parking lot, which isn't safe. So I dismissed it. And I continued to pray and ask for guidance on what I should do. And once again, the same prompting came, Lori, you need to go get her something to eat. And then right after that came this powerful, powerful question. And the question was, Lori, why do I tell you what to do when you're not willing to do it? Hmm. And I had to think about that for a minute, and I went, oh, I need to just go get her something to eat. So I went out into the parking lot, found a van, found some food, and it happened to be a banana was in there. I brought it into the hotel room. I broke off a a bite of it, handed it to her. She chewed it, swallowed it, and she hardly coughed for the rest of the night. So this is what I asked my client. I said, in your relationship with your husband, you know, sometimes we all feel trapped on some level. We feel like it's awkward or we feel like it's disconnected. We feel like maybe it's burdensome or toxic, like what you were talking about, Allison, earlier. I said, in your relationship with your husband, what do you need to do? Do you need to let go of something or do you need to go get something? Hmm. Because most Mm -hmm. of the time when we're seeking freedom in life, it boils down to those two things, either letting go of something and I love that. I think that that's so true. You know, I had this really interesting experience, Lori, as you were sharing that. I just um, would like to share with our listeners as well. And then I, I have some questions for you because I think in my case, it was... Um, it was letting go. I mean, I think there were certain points where I needed to go get something where I probably didn't, but then it got to a point where it was time to let go. I remember one time uh, during towards the end of my marriage, it was it was just really a struggle, and I was I was so deeply struggling and broken and wanted so badly to make it work and wanted so badly to have this family with this husband and this wife, and I wanted my kids to have both parents and even just think about it, I get a little emotional, but... I remember one day sitting in church and I, it was so real and raw and emotional to me. And I was in so much pain. I couldn't even sit there anymore. I just felt like I was going to cry. And I thought, well, I can't just sit here and cry all of church. Right. And so I left and I got in my car and I should remember saying, God, just lead me somewhere. <laughs> I found myself driving. And of course, I live in these uh, beautiful area in the foothills of Arizona. And I, you know, in my mind, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to be led to some amazing hiking trail or beautiful ridge or something. And as I drove, I felt prompted and led towards this neighborhood. <laughs> I, yeah. Okay. So I parked my car and I was just in my car and just sobbing and praying, you know, um, God, how do I fix this? What do you want me to do? And I got the distinct thought, get out of your car and start walking. Now, I was wearing the 
these four inch heels <laughs> I was this in this dress and it wasn't really like I was wearing my walking shoes but if there's one thing I've learned you know if I ask a question like you asked a question Lori you can either keep asking that question or you can do what you feel like you know the answer is when you ask God a question so I got out of my car and started walking so I'm walking in the neighborhood with these four inch heels and it was just a couple of houses down I walked by uh, it was garbage day the next day and I walked by this pile of garbage and it had a bush in it and I just looked at that bush and suddenly it was like this light bulb, this aha. And I realized that that bush, it was a beautiful bush, had been torn out of someone's backyard. And that bush had created or caused so much beauty in those people's lives for so long. But now it was time to rip up that bush and it was time for new landscape and new scenery. And it doesn't mean the bush was bad and it doesn't mean it didn't serve its purpose and bring years of joy and beauty, mm. but it was just time to let that go. And that was my clear answer, you know, in my marriage, Allison, it's time to, to let this go mm-hmm. and uh, make room for, for some new landscaping in your backyard. Oh, I have I have a very similar well, story about that, um, about just thinking like, no, I have Winston Churchill Never, mm-hmm. never, never give up. Yeah, and uh, I've, I'm really strong in that, and I don't want to. I don't give up on anything, right? But sometimes it's the wrong thing, and you need to learn. We need to learn when it is. It's time to go. It's time to go. And I just held on to my marriage too, and I was like, oh no, and you know, got more toxic and more toxic, and I was just like, I can't. This is a failure. I can't, you know, be judged or yeah, and whatnot. No, we're gonna make it work. I'm gonna make it work. And it was just like it wasn't supposed to work anymore. Yeah, and that's okay. And realizing that neither nobody's bad. It's just we're not right for each other. It was time to let it go. Well, and it's interesting too, because Lori, I I do want to bring up this point too, you know, both Rochelle and I have had experiences where we've, we've um, had to let that relationship go, but you've had an opposite experience where Mm -hmm. you and your husband actually struggled and you were able to let some things go or maybe bring some things into your life that helped you strengthen that relationship. And maybe there are some people out there with their family relationships that feel like they need to let something go or they're wearing a mask. And I want to ask you a question about that. There's also a comment by, um, Lori uh, Schoenfeld she just yeah. says this is so great resonating with me so much so thanks Lori it's it's yeah it's a powerful and kind of a raw topic and especially when we're talking about family so Lori let me ask you this question I loved your analogy of you know and I want everybody that's listening to think do I need to let something go or is there something that I need to bring into this relationship to make it work so Lori my question for you is how do you how do you really take off that mask when it comes to your family members, um, when it comes to your spouse, when it comes to your kids? What tips do you have to be real and authentic so that you can align with your purpose and figure out what it is you need to let go of or what it is you need to bring into your marriage? What What are your tips on that? Yeah, actually, I'd like to share another important experience that I had that really was a key for me. You know, we we live by labels and lies sometimes, mm-hmm. and I ended hold up on. Say having, that one more. Um, say that one more time because I love that we live mm-hmm. by what labels and lies. Okay, sometimes. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Uh huh. And I had an experience some years ago when I was um, growing up. You know, sometimes parents simply don't have the skills to know how to breathe life into their children. And um, we live in a day of of sarcasm, and we live a day of, you know, put-downs and criticism, and 
that's one of the things I um, address right away when I'm working with families to make sure that they identify the, the difference between being lighthearted and being light-minded. Mm. And um, light-minded is at the expense of someone else. Light-hearted, people can laugh with you instead of being laughed at. So there's an important difference there. And also, you know, with the condescending um, just language that we use in our homes, sometimes it can be very, very damaging and people don't understand the consequences of that later. And so um, there was a, a, a label that was given to me when I was a young girl, when I was a teenage girl, and um, my stepfather gave me the name Vera. And uh, do any of you, do either of you ladies remember the old Alice sitcom yeah. that was on TV? Yeah, yeah. Okay, do you, Rochelle, do you remember that one? Too? Yes. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. I do. Yeah. And you're laughing a little bit because mm-hmm. if you think of the character Vera, remember Vera, even in the opening credits, mm. Vera in the show, she opened, you know, they worked at a cafe and mm-hmm. they, um, she opened a box of straws and the straws just flew everywhere. Well, the label that I had been given when I was young was that I was dingy and I was airheaded and I didn't have any common sense. And so that was the mask that I mm-hmm. began to wear. That was something that was projected onto me. Mm-hmm. And I was very intelligent and it would just take time for me to kind of work through, you know, the awkwardness of teenaging or teenagehood and so forth. And But what ended up happening, even when I was married, I would get a letter from home and Vera would be on the front of this letter. Mm-hmm. And um, what I realized is, you know, I was recently a candidate for state representative and, you know, people had confidence in my capacity to, to lead a district. And, uh, but those, those haunting, you know, words would come back to me sometimes at times and I would think, you know, how could I possibly end up rise, rising to this type of level of success or accomplishment mm-hmm. when I was still being pulled back by the labels and lies that I had lived by. And so um, one day... I came to the conclusion, I thought, I'm going to go and watch this episode, and I'm going to see it again with fresh eyes. And I realized that Vera was a very loved uh, character in this sitcom, and she was an integral part of these three women's lives, and she was very sincere and genuine, and she was loved. But there was a part of me that also thought, okay, I'm going to embrace the good part of her, but I'm going to shun the part of her. I'm I, Like, I'm not willing to claim the part of her that didn't you know, appear to be particularly intelligent. So I shunned that part of her, and I really appreciate talking to a man by the name of Sean Stewart because he said something really significant to me as I was visiting with him. And I was talking about Vera and moving away from that state and moving into this powerful place. And he said, you know, he said, "Um, all of Vera is worthy of being loved. Hmm. And... We don't, we shouldn't identify the parts of ourselves that seem to be um, maybe less mature or less beautiful or, or less, um, uh, you know, wise. Our whole being, in order for us to feel happy, needs to be integrated. Yeah. And when we divide like that, when we fracture like that, then we're unable to be our best self. So when mm-hmm. we live by these labels and lies and we don't accept our weaknesses along with our strengths, we aren't our best for our husbands, we aren't our best for our children, we're not our best for our friends. So that's yeah. what I'd like to leave in response to your question. Right. Um, how do you take off the mask? You, you love your entire 
entire self and you present your entire self to the world knowing that that's the best that you have to offer. Yeah, yeah and being your best self, right? Yeah. Putting on that outfit that makes you feel amazing, putting on mm-hmm. the best skincare that makes you feel good and look your best. Yeah. Same with nutrition, right? Well, and I, I love, you know, what you're saying, what too. You've got. Yeah, and yeah. I, 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 you do the best you can. It doesn't mean you don't love yourself. Like, accepting those weaknesses doesn't say, well, you know, if you, if you feel like you want to change something, you still change it. You can still look your best. You can still feel your best. You can still do your best. I have um, my, my friend, Gerald Rogers. Uh, he, he's been such a good example to me. Sometimes he'll be like, oh, my ego showed up today. That was so cute. Or, <laughs> oh, you were, you know, I say, I was angry about that. Oh, that was so that's so cute you guys are a great pair <laughs> you, know, you really but, encourage each other and it's it's a great relationship well, and, to have. and that's what I want to bring out like too that. mm-hmm. that's what I want to bring out too is that for me you know in order to really take off my mask I needed someone that believed in me and needed someone that um or, or in and maybe it's just believing in myself or allowing other people to believe in you but there's it's really interesting Lori I also want to bring up the point that sometimes when we take on these labels um we actually take on labels that are good but they limit us so for example I grew when when my kids were little we were very poor we didn't have a lot of money I was pregnant with my third child my husband was when he graduated from school so uh, for a long time I remember for for the first few years of our marriage we lived off of like ten thousand dollars a year or less I remember thinking at one point if only we could make twenty thousand dollars a year be just be so wealthy and have everything we need <laughs> like you know as we're going through this college experience but one of the things I was really good at was being very resourceful so I would really stretch the dollar a long way I would go to these quarter sales at the secondhand uh, kids clothing store and I get these garbage bags full of clothes for my kids for five dollars or I, I'd shop at the 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 bread store you know the discount bread store and I would shop all the deals and go couponing go to Winco and I could make that dollar stretch so long but one day I realized that um, I was actually sabotaging myself from making money because I'd taken on this label that I was so resourceful and to be able and I was taking value out of that and to and when I was wearing that mask I needed to have limited money so that forced me to be resourceful. Right. does that make Definitely. sense so <laughs> sometimes I think we do that I wanted to read this comment Elena Thornton says thank you all Awesome for inspiring and all you do you have the best um, guests continued success thank you so much you know what you Elena. made a, a good point about how Gerald and you are very you know he's he brings out the best in you and I think that's so important um, when you are with somebody that you you know bring out the best of each other and that you're with the person that you really really love because that makes all the difference in the world, especially if you're a heart-centered person like you are, yeah. you know, and like I am. Because when you're when you're firing on all cylinders, you're leading with your heart, mm-hmm. and then the best of you can completely shine in that. Absolutely, I think having a strong love is really really important in recognizing when it's not the right yeah. fit and moving on, and that's okay. Loving yourself more importantly through the process but well and being in alignment and I love what you said and it reminded me of something I heard and Lori I'd love for you to comment on this too Um, and if anybody on Facebook has a comment or question about this love to to take those as well so a while ago I was listening to a gentleman who was actually a professor um, specializing in families from BYU and he had traveled all around the world and he spoke to different people around the world about families and strengthening families and he was giving this analogy and he said something Something that stuck with me so much and I think was so profound and as a mother you know I've really taken this to heart but found this is true for me too he says compliments will compel people's conscience to console them 
Mm-hmm. So when you when you or excuse me when you criticize somebody, let me start over on that. Right. Okay, <laughs> let me start over. I'm gonna say it like he said. When you mm-hmm. criticize someone, it causes their conscience to console them. So like if if I were to um, be criticized by mm-hmm. uh, somebody, by my child or my spouse or something, then I start thinking, well, you don't know me. You don't know the day I had. You don't. And your conscience starts to console you, right? Mm-hmm. But when you compliment somebody, their conscience will compel them. So if somebody says to me wow you're a great mom I'm like yes I am and I think yeah. about the ways that I can be a better mom mm-hmm. or if someone says wow you were so good at that I think about the ways I can be better and I've really learned that in my life when people criticize me it kind of shuts me down and when they compliment mm-hmm. me it inspires me and so something that I've noticed and I think Definitely. it's it's really hard for people I think there are some people out there that just have the eye to see how things can be made better and I think sometimes that turns into a lot of criticism and I know I've, mm. I've experienced that in, in past relationships but but um, for me it's really important I kind of made this shift in my life and especially lately um, where I feel like if I can just love my kids or if I can compliment them or if I can inspire the people in my mm-hmm. life and you mentioned that um, you know that's something that that I have in my life now someone that inspires and compliments me a lot that I rise to that occasion so Lori I'd love to have you weigh in on this absolutely so having been raised in a situation where that kind of um, accolade language was not freely given necessarily it's amazing how your soul just craves validation exactly totally and uh, what I want to do is actually share a moment this is in my book I've recorded this event in the book that I'm writing and I think it's just such a beautiful tender um, moment in time and it has to do with Mr. Rogers you ladies remember Mr. Rogers um, um, Mr. Rogers neighborhood I just I just watched that (laughs) I just watched that documentary and totally cried at the end and uh, yeah it was awesome exactly well I really really love Mr. Rogers and I didn't really discover him until I was an adult and then um, I was able to share him with with my children but uh, there's this beautiful speech that he ended up giving when he received a daytime Emmy Award, and uh, it's it's one of those experiences where somebody who's so genuine doesn't need a lot of time to just cause an audience to be captivated, and that's what happened with him, and you know, all these movie stars are in the audience, and all they had to do was start playing the music from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, and tears starting to come down the faces of, yeah. you know, the people in watching him, and he gets up to the stand, and, and I believe it was less than two minutes. He ends up just standing there with his very, very calm, patient, slow demeanor, and he begins to say this very um, gracious speech. But what was most impactful in this audience of very well-known stars is when he said this. He said, we need to thank the people who have brought us into being. And then he said, let us pause for 10 seconds, just 10 seconds, to thank the people and think of the people who've blessed us in our lives and helped us become who we are. So on this stage, he says, I'll watch the clock. So he turns his left arm and uh, he ends up for 10 seconds holding the audience captivated as he watches the clock tick. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly he finishes the rest of his um, speech. And so what I'd like to contribute to this conversation today is this. 
every experience that we've ever had has some kind of great value. It helped us to become who we are. In your case, you ladies um, felt it was best to let go of something. Mm-hmm. My position is to have a place for people to go to. Mm-hmm. to help to restore and strengthen and fortify their families. Mm-hmm. And there are people out there who can be very, very helpful uh, when people are struggling and they want to let go because they don't know where to go to mm-hmm. get the help that they need in order to stabilize that family structure. Mm-hmm. So I want to give hope to those out there who feel like they need to go somewhere, that they need to go and reach out to something, like I went to go get the banana for Lily. Really, the solution was relatively simple for Lily, and sometimes I find when I work with husbands and wives to have a mediator, to have an outside perspective, to have somebody come in and say, I understand, I've been there, I know what that's like, let's try this, and to be an advocate for them, sometimes that's all they need is just clarity, and they need to understand the bad behavior that needs to stop, the good behavior that needs to be put in its place, and just somebody to kind of um, guide and direct them to that new place. And time and time and time again, I've seen the fruits of that being successful and helping families to stay together. So yeah. I acknowledge and understand that that doesn't always work for everyone. And I, I know that the two of you made the decision that was best for you. But for anyone out there who's struggling to figure out what to do because they're maybe hanging on to something that seems like it's never going to give them a reward, then um, I encourage them to reach out. Contact me personally. Contact you, um, Allison. I'd love to be a resource for them. Um, I believe that families you know, are the source of our greatest joy and 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 uh you know as we as we work to support one another that we can have a lot of families rescued. Yeah. Oh and I love that you brought that topic of support and I think that's part mm-hmm. of taking off our mask and becoming vulnerable is allowing people to see us and as they do they don't feel so alone because I think mass part yeah. of masks is hiding. So thank you so much Lori and um, loved uh, loved that comment. I want to shift the topic a little bit here because um there there's another part of my mask that was really hard for me to take off. And um, Rochelle, you you actually are in the beauty industry. And um, I, I modeled for a little bit. And that was actually really hard for me because I felt like there was so much pressure and so much focus on the value of how I looked on the outside that I, I, w- I became so self-critical. Like I would take these pictures and I would feel so beautiful as I was taking the pictures. And then I would get the pictures back and I'd see every single flaw. And I didn't feel beautiful when I saw the picture. And um, when I, I did a brief... I, just a couple of years I modeled it was actually after I had all four of my children and um, that was also during the time when I was struggling with an eating disorder because mm-hmm. I felt like that was the way that I could control how beautiful I was or how beautiful I was appearing um, when there were a lot of circumstances in my life I felt out of control of so I wanted to talk with you because you've been in um, so you are an Arbonne um, what what's your official beauty. title? I'm a regional vice president and independent uh, beauty and health consultant. So it, for those of you so, who don't know what Arbonne is, that's makeup and nutrition and and a lot care. of in skincare. So a lot of the focus is on, you know, looking your best. Mm-hmm. So what have you found um, in this industry and how do you balance that out? Because I'm sure you feel like there's people looking at you all the time being like, oh, well, you know, look at your skin. or And of course, your skin looks great and you mm-hmm. look beautiful. But have you ever felt that pressure? 
here before and what have you done or how have you balanced that out and, and uh, taken off your, your mask in that area? Completely. I, I want to touch on the modeling too because I too did some modeling when I was younger and I just got my heart broke because I, I did it for a little while but I was going to the modeling agencies and they're like, I, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm 5'9". And they're like, you're not 5'9". You're 5'8 and a half. And this picture <laughs> is this, this is, you're not skinny enough, this and this. And I was like, oh my goodness. So it's really, it is, it's difficult, you know. And then we do see all the advertising and we think that we need to be a certain way. And I, and I just, um, it, it is difficult, um, but we can do something about it. We can take off that mask and we can be our very best self. And just, I think it's important to just feel your best and, you know, use products that make you feel your best because there's some that make you feel literally more toxic. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I do. <laughs> A lot of times I don't wear makeup. Right now I do have some, some makeup on, but I love to not have any makeup on because then it just shows that my skin is glowing that much more. Well, um, and I think it depends on why you're doing it too. Right. Because I'm, for me, there was this huge shift. Like there's a difference between self-care and looking your best because that's what you want and that's when you feel your best and trying to um, fit a certain mold or trying to look good for somebody else. At this Live Big mm -hmm. event I was at last week, there were a couple of women that had this huge breakthrough and the one woman just says, I felt ugly my whole life mm -hmm. and I haven't felt mm -hmm. good enough. And as she broke through that barrier and kind of embraced this feeling and as she shared that with us there was another woman in the audience that just started sobbing and she had grown up in a culture that placed a lot of value on how you look on the outside and she had never felt good enough and so she started crying and and part of this breakthrough was you know, you you do need to take care of yourself because when you feel like you don't measure up or when you feel like you aren't beautiful or when you get really self-critical, you get things like I struggle right. with an eating disorder or, you know, some other self-destructive behavior. I used to um, struggle a little bit with acne and I would spend like an hour in front of the mirror just like picking my face. I would bite my nails. So there were these self-destructive behaviors because I didn't feel good enough. So I love what you said about, mm -hmm. you know, taking care of yourself so you feel good about you. Not too early, Allison, not doing other things. Yeah, Lori, please, because I know you've I'd, been in the public like spotlight a lot. I'd like to interject one thing, too. One thing I've found as I work with husbands and wives is when they are not happy, they do not look attractive. Mm -hmm. mm, that's and a really good point. It's, it's so true. Say, yeah. Starting with the heart, starting with the soul, and go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, yeah, Lori. Lori. And what I've, what I've found is when I see them in that, critical, in that criticizing state of mind, they're not happy with one another, they're not happy with each other, there's, like, they don't look attractive to each mm -hmm. other because they're not really emulating a light. They're not really mm -hmm. emulating love. And it's amazing what starts to happen as I've been paying closer attention to this. When a husband and wife connect and when they do start feeling that love one for another, they start to look yeah. beautiful. So I and so a lot. Go ahead. Well, and I love that, but Lori, I want to bring up a point. What about people who aren't, aren't married, who are, are single? Where do they get that light? Or what if you're married to a spouse and you you want to feel good about yourself, but they don't feel good about themselves? Um, what do you do in that situation? 
I love that you asked that question. You know, there's one thing about my husband. He was very, very shy. And when he was growing up, he just felt very self-conscious and and uh, he had a lot of fear of failure. And so he just wanted to kind of disappear. Well, Allison, you know me well enough. I like bright colors and I like, you know, to, to um, feel like I, I radiate and I want people to feel loved and welcome in my company. And, and, and Lori, I, I'm sorry, Lori. I'm, I totally lost track of time and we actually have to end the show. But I want to hear the rest of your story. So, Lori, I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to encourage you to hop on Facebook Live later today um, and to share the rest of your story because I love where this story is going. I know I want to hear the rest of it. I'm sure a lot of you do. And you know, it's a good it's a good show when you totally lose track of time. They're hopping in my ear saying, "We got to end right now." We got to end right now. Beauty. Um, next so, time. <laughs> so anyway, follow Rochelle. She's got some great um, tips on beauty. Follow Lori. She's got some fabulous advice on families and relationships. And of course, I, I just want to be real and open and raw. If anybody has any questions or comments for me, I'd love to answer those for you. Thank you so much for joining us uh, today. We're getting real and raw on our on our Spotlight show. So I'm Allison H. Larson. You've been watching Spotlight. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show, can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go make a difference and be sure to tune in again for the next show.